Okay, welcome back to another episode of Spooky Movie Squad, the horror movie podcast that reviews the best and worst and everything in between in horror, one movie at a time. I'm your host, Otis, and tonight I am joined as ever with the Spooky Movie Squad. So that's Katie. Hi. Emma. Hey, what's up? And Micah. <laughs> Hashtag squad goals. What <laughs> the fuck? <laughs> So sit back and relax and enjoy our review of the 2022 American superhero, I guess, vampire film, Morbius. It's Morbin time. Damn it! (laughs) (laughs) There's actually a a tagline, but that one is, it it used more. But the line between hero and villain will be broken. That's weak sauce. It's Morbin time is so much better. (laughs) Yeah. Hit that music. Happy Spookies, everyone. This is episode 270 of this illustrious podcast and volume three of Vampire Month. It's the end of Vampire Month because we did the Valentine's Day, Valentine's Day episode. So it's funny. We've been not really avoiding this movie, but it's it's just kind of been hovering around us. I wasn't going to buy this movie at all, but finally it popped up on Netflix and that movie is Morbius. So for the uninitiated, I don't know how you dipped and dodged away from this movie or just the memes of it. This film, it's a Sony distributed film produced by Columbia Pictures in association with Marvel. Because if you didn't know, Spider-Man is technically not fully Disney-owned. It's still owned by Sony. But Sony and Disney came up with a plan to make tons of money. And that's why you've seen the trilogy pop up. And they've made at least a billion together. Easily. Yeah. So. Well, that's why he's been in all of the other superhero films, too. mm -hmm. And so with the universe of Spider-Man... Sony was thinking, well, it's the only big character we still have. Let's make a connected universe in Spider-Man's world, which I don't think is that strong of a situation. But what do I know? I don't make comic book movies. So we should. We should. I really should. It'd be fun. So the idea is happening now. So we got Morbius. We're getting, oh, what's that fucker's name? Uh, Craven the Hunter. We've already got Venom. And Venom. And we got Carnage. Wait, can we can we reveal the spoiler at the post credit scene? That ca- that is not getting a franchise. It's not getting a addition because this movie did not do well. So you could spoil it if you want. Oh, I was going to say it brought in Vulture as well because it's setting up a Sinister Six movie. Yes. There were tons of ideas out there. But unfortunately, this movie did not do that good actually it was a failure spoilers financially but the character of morbius for once again the uninitiated it's an old ass spider-man character and deals with blade a lot so we're getting a new blade unfortunately morbius won't be there so morbius was going to pop up at the end of the first blade movie as the villain for the second one but marvel sold off the character with a big plop of other characters because Marvel back in the day, ladies and gentlemen, they were going broke and they needed money. And that's why other companies own random characters and shit. That's why Sony owned a big chunk of things. And then X-Men were way over here, but now Marvel under the guise of Mickey Mouse money got almost everything back except Spider-Man. If I own Spider-Man and Disney didn't, or Hulk. They don't they don't own Hulk either. Yeah. So that's one of the things is or why X-Men. why we won't no, they own X Men now. Okay. Never mind. Um no, they don't. X Men is still not owned by Disney. Uh Fantastic Four is. Mm-hmm. Um X Men is. It's going through technically. That's why they 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 haven't popped up yet. 
Yeah. Okay. It's not finished. It's like oh, another... that's right. They own X Men because it was Fox, not Sony. That's yeah. Right. They own X Men for sure. But they're waiting. Yes. It's still like another year and a half before they'll acknowledge it's mutants. Because it takes forever for movies. Well, no, they already acknowledged it in Doctor Strange. Well, yeah. we won't get an X Men movie for another like year and a half, two years. <laughs> but um, what what I was gonna say was uh, Hulk is also a character that can't be featured in his own film because. Uh, Sony still has the rights. Tis a shame, but he's better just popping up. It's 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 good. They don't need to really be involved in a thing. So, Universal owns Hulk, mm-hmm. not Sony. Oh, cool. So the Morbius movie is a origin story. Oh no, <laughs> I don't like those. But it is the, necessary for this. It, yeah, it's the journey of one. I was going to call him Stephen Strange. It's another alliteration name. Michael Morbius, he's a doctor, and gains the powers of a vampire, a living vampire. That's what makes him special, kind of like Blade. And it's his adventures and hijinks in the world with being a vampire. That's kind of it. Hey, there's Matt Smith. <laughs> <laughs> That's Morbius. Hey, Matt Smith, want to do a movie? Yeah, it's, it's a mess how they dragged people into this. Not dragged people into this movie. How they got people. Matt Smith has been avoiding being in a superhero movie. I, I'd like to think he that everybody was. was I'd like to think everyone's asking him to be in Marvel and DC movies. And then finally he broke down because his friend Karen Gillan, she plays Nebula. Mm-hmm. Finally was like, these are fun, man. Just do it. And he's like, okay, I'll do that vampire one. Mm. Unfortunately, hopefully it didn't sour him on the fact. So, Katie, what did you think about Morbius? I thought it was actually decent. It wasn't a great film, but it also wasn't as bad as the internet would have you believe. I think that this film got the Reddit treatment in that like four people saw this movie for real in the theater, didn't really like it because it didn't fit their like, you know, whatever they thought this movie was supposed to be. So then they... shit talked it on the internet and everyone all of a sudden was like yeah this movie fucking sucks it's so bad what are you talking you didn't even see that movie oh but i heard that it sucks okay but like you could watch a movie and make a decision for yourself i thought it was okay it wasn't like fucking Endgame or Black Panther. Like it's not changing the game out here of superhero movies but it's also not as bad as Thor 2 so it's just kind of meh. It's it's an okay movie. And it didn't, I don't think it deserved all the hate that it got, that it has, it continued to get, that it still continues to get on the internet. Emma. I would have to agree. Um, Micah and I both went into this under the impression of Reddit and critics and reviews and all the things and we were like okay well this is either going to be something that'll be really fun to rip up or it's just gonna stun us and honestly it was it was good it was an an enjoyable journey so like you said not as bad as thor 2 so more like iron man where it's still an enjoyable journey yeah but it's not like slapping you in the face with greatness but yeah. it was not a bad movie and i had fun with it so i mean down with all the bad reviews because it was good i enjoyed it micah yeah i've been trying to watch movies in context meaning like i'm not just gonna watch every movie with the same scope of oh it's either a good movie or a bad movie And I felt like this movie in particular was like a media representation of a comic book, not just like a comic book ripoff, but it almost like felt there were times that felt like comic book dialogue rather than like a normal conversation. It was a wee campy in a few spots. Yeah. And the main the main plot just felt like a story from a comic book. Yep. And so that's why it felt like I was sitting there watching it, waiting for it to like be really bad. And and I'll admit there were some lines that were pretty cringy, but at the same time, this is Sony trying to do the thing that makes money, which is reach a, as broad an audience as possible. 
the only unfortunate thing is they chose a very not unpopular but less than popular character to make a movie with mm-hmm. they're like hey who do we have left in the bag well how about this one people love vampires <laughs> there hasn't been a, a many vampire related things that have come out recently so sure why not let's do it and so it was kind of like well who the hell care what the hell's a morbius (laughs) (laughs) and then you know reddit kind of got a hold of it and turned it into a giant joke with it's morbin time and um i think the subreddit shitty what was it shitty movie plot or something like that just just all the memes come from like that one subreddit alone so i thought it was gonna be a total bust and i actually had a good time watching it you know there were there were some things where it was just like on you know it it, like i said it was just like watching a comic book (laughs) otis this was a movie i've seen worse movies i've seen better movies comic book wise still ain't the worst comic book movie i've seen that's Probably the original, and I'm choosing my words correctly, the original Captain America movie, the one from like the 90s that we will watch one day. Fun fact, (laughs) I own both it and the sequel because I found it at Walmart in one of those like bins of like $1 DVDs. And I I saw it and I went, oh my God, Captain America and Captain America 2 double feature. Let's go. So yes, we own the double feature of the 1991 and 92 versions of Captain America. So we don't have to rent or hunt them down. We have them when the time comes. But yeah, I've, I've seen worse. The problem with this movie was it had gigantic lofty goals out there. And like you guys were saying, I didn't know if it was supposed to be campy all the way through or it was going to be a serious film or it was going for a kind of horror. It was these different genres that it was going for, but it didn't juggle it well. And it just, Mm -hmm. I don't know, it was just kind of hokey. And plus the the special effects in certain spots, it looked... (laughs) terrible <laughs> from from what i read uh a lot of it was like some really really overdone and really poor editing because it was originally filmed as a rated r and then at the last second they got scared and made it pg-13 so they had to like edit out a lot of the gore and stuff oh shame <laughs> shame and another problem with this movie it came out in a weird spot and we'll talk about that because the after credit scenes just kind of happen it's like what does that mean and it means nothing because this movie didn't do good but it went into like film in like 2019 and then it was gonna honestly drop in 2020 but then covid and so everything got pushed back and then other things got pushed and then they did reshoots. And so that's why it dropped in 2022. And no one gave a shit then. And then when it came out, I was like, oh, it's that movie that's been sitting there for like almost three years. <laughs> Don't really care. And then one person watched it was like, dang, that was poop. That was super poop. And everybody's like, yeah, it was poop. And, you know, I've never seen a company get bamboozled by people online as bad as they did. But they thought everybody loved it and re-released the some bitch. And I, I've never yeah, seen they someone started get... a trending like re-release Morbius. Yeah, on Twitter, and they tried to run it back the second time. They were like, "Oh, I was washing my hair that night. Just release it again, and I'll go. I promise." I just, it's it's such a crazy path with this movie, but it it was a movie. It was it was a comic book movie. Could have been better. Could have been way better. But mm-hmm. honestly. It's Morbius. It's a side villain from yeah. Spider-Man. I was going to say, you know, could it have been better as a standalone film? I mean, without the addition of adding another character in like Spider-Man. I mean, there were some very forced small plot details and stuff that were just like, oh, okay. Oh, yeah, I guess he could have been involved, but weird name drop that was super out of context. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, this probably would have done better as a show. And I say that a lot now. But yep. TV shows are doing a lot more work than movies these days. 
Correct. Now, would Jared Leto do a TV show, though? If you give him enough money, he'll do it. Mm-hmm. People change. Give him money. So we'll get through this story pretty quick. It's an origin story for a vampire, you know? You know what I mean? But uh, we'll get through this bad boy, and we'll talk about least favorite and favorite, if so anybody has one, characters in this movie. So just like a ton of comic book movies, it doesn't start at the beginning. Beginning, we get a cool... Hey, this didn't happen that far from recent times. And we meet up with Michael Morbius and he is looking bad. Not as bad as his cap when before the, uh, I don't know, the super sun treatment <laughs> went into his body, the Vita rays. But he's looking pretty bad. He's got his crutches and stuff like that. And he has a blood issue. They never acknowledge what it is he has. But boy, howdy, it fucks him up real good. So he is in Costa Rica and he captures dozens of vampire bats because he is trying to synthesize a special thing that vampire bats do because they feed off of blood. That's how they stay alive. And their like saliva cleanses it and allows them to live off of it. Yeah. So he's got a plan. He's going to fix himself because he's all types of fucked up. He has a rare blood disease. Yes. Blood disease. So we go back to Greece, and actually the character of Michael Morbius, he's he's Greek. But, I mean, I guess Jared Leto doesn't look like just a straight-up white guy, so I guess it worked out a little bit, but he is Greek. So Michael, he but meets... Greek or white. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he meets his surrogate brother, Lucian. Very evil-sounding name, I'll say that as a child. Mm-hmm. But, and they bond... Over the fact that we got fucked up blood and we're gonna die one day. <laughs> it's like, damn. Mm, they're blood brothers. Oh. <laughs> so we get a quick nod to Professor X's school for gifted children. Okay, that's what I that's what I was gonna ask. I I was literally sitting here going, like, did they just force him to be a mutant now? So yeah. what is his mutant ability before? becoming a vampire he can fix stuff he's just really yeah it's smart. like he, he's just really good at fixing things you must be a mutant oh <laughs> well, yeah maybe. i guess that's not where they said he went no it no he, he said there there's a school that we could send you to in new york that they legit were name dropping kind of in a way that school oh see i took it as the him going to peter parker school the science and technology high school oh. that because he literally fixed a machine using the little piece of a pen. So it makes sense to me that he would go to the really smart science and technology school. Well, you huh. have to remember, if you're not a mutant, they don't want you to know they're mutants there. So everybody thinks it's just really smart kids there. I, I was just saying both are valid points because they don't really officially confirm. Because my thought was Professor X, but Katie makes a good point considering they're heavily in the same involvement spider-man and morbius but well and there was no sign that he was a mutant nothing pointed to him being a mutant just that he was really smart so i was like oh he went to the gifted school it it was just a tongue-in-cheek thing it wasn't as big as we're making it really it was just tongue-in-cheek so michael he grows up and he gets really smart his body is even weaker but he is so much of a badass he like declines a Nobel Prize for his work with artificial blood, and just like, nah, I don't need it, and just scoots off. So he has a colleague. Her name is Martine Bancroft. It's a character from Morbius. And she gets to witness the, I don't know, giant jar of vampires that he has from Costa Rica. (laughs) Vampire bats. Yes. And so he is hoping that he can splice their genes with his own to cure his rare blood illness and martine's like that's dangerous don't do it and morbius is like i'm gonna do it it's very much the fly yep yeah don't do that thing i already did it 10 minutes ago there was a (laughs) fly in the machine fuck (laughs) so we see that milo or lucian that goes by that name that he actually is funding morbius's situation and because it's very illegal to do the things he's doing, even though he I love he brings up the sentence like, 
well, this is how science happens. You got to do crazy shit. I'm like, yes and no. Back in the day, you could. But now these days, there's all types of rules. You can't just do stuff. And that's why they go to international waters. You can do crazy stuff. Like that episode of The Simpsons when the two monkeys were having that knife fight on the boat. <laughs> that's international waters. You do cool stuff out there. So while they are on the private vessel in international waters, we see that Morbius, he actually works out the cure. It's going to fucking work. That's awesome. Martine's like, maybe we should like think about this. And Morbius is already just taking his shirt off and getting into the machine. He's like, nah, man. He's already got it in his veins. He's yeah. like ready to go. Pump me up with this. I've he... been sick for too damn long. Yeah. So the cure, it works. He's feeling good. But unfortunately, it turns him into a vampire. And he's looking crazy. And uh, a douchebag mercenary comes into the room because he always got to have a bad guy and causes Martine to fall and knock the shit out of herself. And so she's out. And Morbius proceeds to kill all the mercenaries on the boat. So I guess the slow-mo vampire vision and movement, I did like that effect that it just had this like crazy blur behind him as he like ran and jumped and flew later. But mm-hmm. he absolutely destroys everybody on the ship. Oh, big so, time. After his bloodlust is gone, uh, he comes back to his senses and he finds Martine still knocked out. And he checks all the footage and he's like, oh, shit, I'm not normal anymore. <laughs> and he calls the cops and he actually jumps overboard and scoots the fuck away. That's the right thing to do. Actually, no, no, he didn't give his name. He's just like, there's bad stuff happening on this boat. I got to (laughs) go. And he runs off. Morbius, he heads back to his office in New York, and he finds out that he's got the typical superhero powers, superhuman strength, speed, reflexes, and he has echolocation. So he can, like, see the world. It's like Daredevil. He's got that. Actually, it is Daredevil's power. So that's how Daredevil sees things, y'all. And the vampire bats he grabbed from Costa Rica, they're like, brother, you're weird looking. Where's your wings? But they are cool with him. And uh, taking a phrase from Rick and Morty, the boys got cum gutters. That's what they call it when you just rip to the gills. You get muscles when you become a vampire. I didn't know that. I just thought you just liked blood, but... You you work out really hard. Edward Cullen would disagree. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Rob funny. Pattinson was a stick. It's funny. Katie brought it up and she was like, oh, just like Spider-Man. He got bit by a spider and got sick. And then he just woke up with just fucking an, a six pack. I'm like, yeah. Mm-hmm. When you get powers, you just get a six pack. It just works like that. Well, when you get powers from an animal. Cap got fucking. He got 80 pounds of muscle oh yeah his, that, his was specifically a super soldier so i'm trying to think of another hero that like i guess hulk but that's like a whole nother yeah everybody gets abs <laughs> yeah i guess yeah <laughs> so at this point he realizes he's got a bloodlust that's a vampire thing and he's drinking on his artificial blood that he made but he's starting to realize that little by little it, the effect is going away at first, it was like eight hours, six hours. And he's like, okay, cool. I feel good. Uh, it now it's down to four hours. And he realizes at some point, he's got to for real drink blood or he'll die because he's a vampire. <laughs> so around this time, a couple of things pop up. But we see that FBI agents Simon Stroud and Al Rodriguez, they, they're investigating this because a lot of dead people were on a boat and a knocked out doctor was there. And obviously somebody else was there. So they're trying to figure out who the fuck drank all the blood out of these people's bodies. And we see that Milo, Matt Smith, he finds that Morbius is is cured. He actually gives him some artificial blood because Morbius is testing what happens. What happens if he didn't drink blood? What would go down? And he like locks himself in a room. He's about to die. And he's like, oh shit, I'm fucked up. So Milo is a bit salty that Morbius didn't give him the cure also. Won't give it to him at this point. Won't or did, didn't. So he's like, I want this. And he's like, no, man, this ain't good. 
I killed people. And he's like, okay. I mean, you know, everybody kills people, I guess. You know, that's not a bad thing. I, I still like you. And Milo is like begging him to like, let me have this cure, dude. And he's like, get out. And his face kind of changes into a vampire. And Milo's like, oh, okay. I'll leave. It's fine. You won't see me ever again as a human. And then he leaves the room. So <laughs> as Morbius is checking up on Bancroft, Martine, because she's still super knocked out. Morbius, he finds, well, the next day, he sees that there's a dead nurse at the lab, drained of her blood. And Morbius is very worried because he's like, oh shit, maybe I did this while I was asleep. And like the vampire me just got up and bit this lady. I'm scared. So as he's trying to leave, and he does the, I put a hoodie over my head. No one knows who I am. He gets stopped by the two detectives. And they're like, hey, buddy, can we talk to you? Were you on any boats recently? And he's like, I have crutches. Why would I be on a boat? He's like, hey, good answer. Yeah, we still don't trust you. And then he starts running off. And he's not, you don't need crutches. Those is like a cover. And it's funny. He like jumps, I don't know how many floors up and makes it to the rooftop of the building. And wind goes by him and he starts getting dragged away with the wind. And he was real confused about it. And I was like, oh, that scene later makes more sense. Okay. Okay. So he actually gets. <clears throat> yeah, Bella, I saw it too. Uh, he actually gets arrested by the cops because he's like, I don't want to run. And he really thinks that he did these bad things. His lawyer, Milo, comes to his cell and they just let him in and he was they were like touching and hugging and stuff. And I'm like, man, that's kind of weird. It was like a fucking murder. He killed like 10 people. But we see that Milo's like, hey man, I'm gonna help you with this. It's cool that you murdered all those people and you're still kind of murdering and stuff. I still love you, bud. And he leaves him some artificial blood off to the side. And he also leaves his cane. And then we see Milo wobbling out of the room. And then as he gets around the corner. Just starts fucking walking like a normal person. And Morbius realizes that Milo got the cure, quotation mark, cure curse. And he was the one that bit that nurse and drank all her blood. So now Morbius drinks some artificial blood and breaks free of the prison. That was really easy. <laughs> and he starts jumping on rooftops like every other superhero. And he's looking for his blood brother, like Katie said earlier. And we see that Milo, just like every villain in a comic book story, when they get powers, they're not responsible with it. Or they're a little too happy that they have the powers and they get reckless. He's talking to just some newspaper vendor and a newspaper vendor is like, yeah, that Morbius guy, I knew he was a dickhead. He's like, did you know him? He's like, nah, nah. But but look at that picture. That's He's a, always been weird. That's a dickhead if I ever saw one. And Milo's like, well, I know that dickhead. I'm going to eat you now. He's like, well, what? And just starts eating the guy. And it's like, oh, my God, he just, just left the corpse right there. So Morbius meets up with Milo and they start to fight. And just like every other villain in a comic book movie, Milo's like, we shouldn't be ashamed of these powers. We're better than all of those people. Uh oh, <laughs> He's like, we should be in charge. We should do whatever we want. And Morbius is like, it doesn't work like that. I don't like this. And they start to fight. Milo is accepted, accepting of his vampire powers. And just like in all the other movies we watched this month, when you like your vampire powers, you seem to be a little bit stronger than the people that don't really want it. And Milo is starting to beat the shit out of Morbius. Morbius learns he has a new power in the subway. He can fly. But he can fly in front of things that cause wind. Or maybe he's riding on the sound waves? I think it's That's, sound waves. That was my yeah. thought. It's meant to be this, the visualization of his echolocation skills. So he's using like the vibrations from his echolocation to carry him places. Dang, also, legit. the range on his echolocation is... Insane. Yep. Not... <laughs> Superheroes. It's a mess. I mean, I don't know how far the echolocation on a normal vampire bat is, but their ear is like super tiny. And if it's like you're comparing like a people ear to it, 
you'd probably go like a mile. You probably wouldn't be able to understand shit from like really far away, but I guess I hell I don't know. I'm trying to justify a real vampire in a movie. So <laughs> hooray! Morbius flies away from his captor, and he's gonna have to fight him one day because that's what heroes do. At this point, Milo he meets up with their like kind of dad that raised them and he like claws his chest and he tells he tells his dad technically that like you never liked me and you know you like Morbius more than me and he's like well Morbius isn't a fuck up oh god I'm bleeding (laughs) so Milo's all types of salty because no one likes Milo what about Milo (laughs) so Morbius and Bancroft they meet up and they find a new lab he actually jumps these guys that are making counterfeit hundred dollar bills they looked they looked really good and as he's scaring the kids away he says i am venom and they run off that's actually a really good cover because in san francisco as we heard earlier that whole incident happened so it's like okay so technically this is the same world with venom but not the same world as spider-man remember that for later children so (laughs) there's no spider-man in this world or maybe there is a peter Parker, and he just doesn't have powers yet hell i don't know so they are going to work on a weapon to develop an antibody that they can hit milo with and take his vampirism away hooray and he's also going to use it on himself because he's like i no one should have these powers because they're awesome and <laughs> I don't want to drink people blood because that's scary and it makes me a murderer. You know, he did it before. So we see Milo getting ready for a, a sweet ass night of drinking and sex and being sexy. Uh, it's one of my seven words, but he was out there trying to snatch up women in his new balances and he was looking good. It's a fucking choice. <laughs> yeah. So he goes to a bar. And he's hitting, he's doing really good because he's got an English accent. So he's already like three steps ahead of everybody else. And the girl seems to like him. And then her friend, boyfriend, husband, I don't know, proceeds to try to pick a fight with old skinny string bean Matt Smith. <laughs> and Matt Smith leaves the bar and then just sits on a rooftop like Batman and waits for them to come out. And he eats all of the guys. And I was like, yeah. And Unfortunately, the cops see this on camera and now they're like, oh, shit, it's an epidemic now. Vampires are everywhere because it's not Morbius. It's some other weirdo <laughs> biting people. And copycat. Stuff. Yeah. They're they like, call him a copycat in one of the like news flashes. Which is weird. You know, if they really think it's a vampire, I'm like, no, it's another <laughs> vampire. But I guess you don't want to say that on TV. It's like, everyone, close your doors. There are two vampires outside. Like, ooh. <laughs> We'll just go out when the sun's up. We'll be fine, right? Yeah, right. And he's like, oh, he's right there. It's the sun. And they run off. So at this point, we see that Morbius, he leaves to save his like adopted, not even adopted dad. It's just his dad, Nicholas. And at that point, Milo pops up and finds Bancroft. And he actually like, like, hurts he, he he mortally wounds bancroft and she goes down and so milo's like yes i'm setting up the stage for an ultimate battle between good and evil Ha-ha. and he leaves so at this point morbius is very sad because bancroft just died in his arms tonight must have been something she said so must have been something she said so he <laughs> drinks her blood and just like the end of every blade movie he gets he becomes a better vampire because he's got that good blood in his body that's that that the vampire movies teach me that just drink blood y'all so morbius he confronts Milo and summons his army of bats to like restrain him, and he uses his echolocation. So he realizes that Milo is really good strength-wise and speed-wise with the powers, but he didn't work on his echolocation like Morbius did for that 10-second scene. So he uses that 
to take Milo out. Hooray! He injects the antibodies into Milo's body. And Milo's like, you can't kill me. And he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm doing it, bud. And he's like sad. He's he's really like hurt that his brother would kill him. But he's like, you're kind of a crazy son of a bitch. And he's like, yeah, I am. <laughs> so Morbius flies off with his vampire bats. And he's sad because everyone that he loved is dead. Wait, what is that? Bancroft is not dead. And she opens her eyes and she's got glowing red eyes because she got a drop of Morbius's blood in her mouth, I guess, or in on her while he was feeding on her. So maybe they'll nah, talk they about kissed. They kissed. Yeah. She bit his lip and let it drop into her mouth. Yeah. Maybe they'll talk about that in Morbius too. No, they won't. So there are two mid-credit scenes in this movie. So we see that the vulture, Adrian Toomes, hey, it's Michael fucking Keaton. He is transported to Morbius's universe. How did he get transported, Otis? Well, in No Way Home, you see that a lot of villains that knew Spider-Man's identity were teleported to Spider-Man along with other Spider-Men. And they all fight. At the end, Doctor Strange erases everybody's memory of Peter and all the villains go back to their homes. Except Adrian. He go went somewhere else. I don't know why. So he ends up in fucking prison, just like where he was. And the world is like, well, he popped out of a, just a hole. <clears throat> so he doesn't belong here. Let's let him free. That would not happen. He would be locked up, super locked up until they figured out where the fuck he came from. Even if they just agreed on he's from another universe, he would not be free just to walk around. But hell, what do I know? So he figures out that all this stuff that happened to him, it involves Spider-Man because Spider-Man is a little nerd and he would do something like this. So he wants to get revenge. And so the second mid credit scene, we see that the vulture approaches Morbius as he's driving a car in the desert and suggests that they form a team a sinister team of six other villains to fight Spider-Man and Morbius being that he's kind of a hero right now is like, not a bad idea guy. I don't know. That is most obviously a villain. I'll think I'll, I'll think I'll join your group. And that's the end of the movie. <laughs> and I was like, what the fuck did that mean? It meant nothing. Otis. That's what it meant. <laughs> so Katie, who was your favorite character in Morbius? That would be Matt Smith playing a bad guy. <laughs> Not necessarily his character in this movie, but seeing Matt Smith be a bad guy was fucking great. He does really, really well at playing a bad guy. Yeah, he does. Watch House of the Dragon. Hmm, but then I have to get into Game of Thrones and I don't want to do that. You don't, though. <laughs> this is 172 years before Game of Thrones. It's completely different but yes he is a phenomenal bad guy yeah emma uh i said martine because she had her head on straight and she tried to talk morbius out of this ridiculousness so and she was the only one who wasn't like science is fucking shit up but science yay <laughs> so yeah martine micah i don't know there's not really a whole lot of characters to choose from that got development so um, <laughs> i'll go with morbius he was trying to push innovation got a little crazy like all superhero uh mad scientists do uh -huh. but he tries to stay good you know i think he has a little bit harder of a time than blade does like blade can control himself a lot easier but in this one, you know, he turns into like a scary vampire bat to bite people. So he is trying to keep it Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, basically, while also needing to feed. But then that feed turns him into a hunter. And, you know, so I do like the dramatics of him basically having to live his life while figuring out how to control his ravenous hungry side. But I don't, I don't know. I, like you said, it was a movie. <laughs> so, oh. <laughs> I, I mean, I mean it. 
he's a character. He was a character, Micah. <laughs> <laughs> so my favorite character isn't just one. Oh, he's doing it again. It's the relationship between Matt Smith's character and Jared Leto's character. They yeah. when they talked to each other when they were like both, I don't know, blood virus, sad and sick. They actually sounded like they were for real friends and how they're talking to each other. And it's like, it's like, what do you know about relationships and girlfriends? He's like, I've seen movies. <laughs> and just the way they talk, I was like, that's really cool. I'd love to see them in a movie doing something else. I think it'd be really awesome the way they, yeah. they talked and stuff. That was probably the best part in this movie. Uh, Matt Smith dancing to a mirror sexily. That was hilarious in his New Balances. I think that was really fucking cool. The New Balances as a whole were hilarious. Like, why the fuck did he stay in New Balances once his like, once he didn't need the cane and like orthopedic shoes anymore? He didn't like, forget hey, himself. Comfort is comfort. Fucking wild. Hey, he started from the bottom. Now he's just a vampire. Just because his legs work better doesn't mean he enjoys the soft, cushy feeling of cloud soft New Balance. Right as he's running on rooftops, getting ready to bite people. His feet feel great. <laughs> so I forgot to even bring up the characters in this movie. Obviously, we've said a couple of them. But Jared Leto, he's Morbius. Matt Smith is his friend, a villain. And I don't know her name, but Martine was played by... Adria Arjona? So Torres? she was in a couple of things. Katie knows her from and or she was Bix. I... And Katie, nowhere from Good Omens. She was the witch in there. Mm-hmm. And she got with that witch hunter, which, which I thought was, was really weird funny. Weird and silly. Yeah. Jared Harris. Uh, he is a legit, cool, like English British actor. English actor. He's in everything. And then we got Tyrese Gibson. He actually got a three boy. a three movie deal with comic books. They didn't say what, and I'm curious if he still has a three movie deal. But he's playing a character that is in comic books. He has a robotic arm. And that's why in a lot of scenes, he always has one of his arms in his pocket. They were going to do more plot points with that fact that he had a robotic arm. But then they said, fuck it. Yeah, they... well, I'm okay with him coming back if he meets Jimmy Woo. Yeah, they really, they really did kind of just forget about his character. All they did was make him stand around and go, hmm, huh. Yeah. Hmm. And it's like, what, what? What is this character? What significance do we have? His partner's the one doing all the talking. Which I thought was really weird because Tyrese is for sure the more famous face. Well, and he's the more wild one. Every role that he's in, he's just like super wild and can't shut the the hell up. So, yeah, this character. It was like, hey, I know you're a funny guy and you're you're loud and you make a lot of noise, but you're going to play this serious, dark, mysterious guy with, with something to hide. Yeah, ejecto cito cuz. So, Yo, we ain't hungry no more. Yeah. <laughs> Too Fast Too Furious is one of the best Fast and Furious movies ever. And Tokyo Drift. We will do those movies one day. So, Katie, who's your least favorite character in Morbius? Um, It wasn't a character, but the weak CGI. Um, for a Marvel movie, and this is a big problem that Sony as a whole has, um, and I think was one of the bigger complaints that people had of the movie when it first dropped, and the reason everyone was like, this movie sucks, um, is because the CGI was, like, really good in a couple of spots, and really not in most of this movie. Like, one of them would turn it, like, would get their blood rage on and then it just got fucking laughably weak and like you're making marvel movies like this has the marvel staple on it there is an expectation i know sony is not the mcu but even still like you've put out a whole bunch of stuff you should have better cgi artists than what happened and i don't know if it was just like they finished this film and spent most of their budget and then couldn't afford to do what they wanted to do um, at the end or what, but the CGI was weak as fuck and they should have just used makeup because Jared Leto and Matt Smith 
both already have very unique facial like bone structures it would be very easy to just like have a makeup artist put on fake and make them look wild and vamp vampiric so my least favorite thing was the cgi emma I well, well to piggyback off that sorry to to jump in there but my favorite bad cgi scene was when he it locks himself in the ship and uh what's her name martine comes mm-hmm. down and he like busts through the glass and for some reason all the glass just disappears as soon as he hits the ground like yep. there's no glass anywhere it was all cgi'd and then they were like yeah no nobody's gonna notice if it all just goes away <laughs> So he hit the ground and the glass went away. Okay. Though I do agree that the CGI was uh, poop. I would have to say my least favorite character was Milo. Not Matt Smith's portrayal of Milo because that was fun. But Milo is so selfish. Yeah. And... Michael Morbius did so much for him as a kid, like quite literally saved his life, did so much for him as a friend, as a child, and he tells him, no, this was a mistake. This is dangerous. Let me find something else. And Matt Smith goes, no, it's fine. Fuck off. And then wants to take it out on him when he's the one who made that selfish choice for himself. Like, no, that's upsetting. So... Micah. Uh, my least favorite was that Tyrese Gibson's character, and it wasn't his fault. It wasn't, you know, like he was portraying it in a bad way. It was just the sheer fact they did nothing with him. So him chasing around and following all the events as they happen literally had no effect on the story whatsoever other than to put a famous face on and fill some screen time. Mm-hmm. It literally, literally did nothing for the plot. Like what? <coughs> oh, what's the what's the one where somebody comes in and ruins the plot point to a movie, like Indiana Jones or something? Like Indiana Jones, if you take him out of the movie, literally had no effect well, on Big what Bang actually Theory. happened. That's what Sheldon says. Oh, is that what it yeah. is? Oh, yeah. Somebody comes in and ruins it on Big Bang Theory and says like, Amy oh, ruins it. it. Yeah. Yeah. If if Indiana Jones hadn't been there, it wouldn't have mattered. They still would have opened it, and would, they all would have died anyway. So literally, he had no effect on anybody on anything. They shattered the glass. Yep, and then there was no glass. Yep. <laughs> yeah. So it wasn't his fault, but yeah, he's my least favorite. So my least favorite thing in this movie is a movie about fucking Morbius. It's it it's it's not even like a really good villain. A Doctor Octopus movie would be great. A Green Goblin movie would be amazing. Mm. We've already had like four of those. Yeah, I know, but we got to get the original one back for a movie, and he was fucking cool in it. But I don't need more. Yeah, but better than Morbius. You know what I mean? Sandman. There's so many other villains that should have gotten a movie before him. We're getting Craven the Hunter, and he is kind of just there. There is one cool story he did, but hell, I don't think they're going to do it because he kind of kills Spider-Man in it, but we'll see what happens. But yeah, just the fact that they thought that a movie about a vampire that's connected to Spider-Man would just make nasty money, but not actually connected to Spider-Man. So in the trailers, they added things like Spider-Man, there were pictures of Spider-Man on the walls and it said like murderer and stuff like that, but it wasn't actually in the movie. They were setting up everybody just to get excited. And there was actually some deleted scenes of Vulture in the movie. And he and he's like, huh, oh, you're like a doctor or something, right? They were just getting everybody ready. And it's like, oh, shit, this movie's going to connect to this movie and that movie. I'm excited. But it didn't. They took all it out because it didn't make sense. So, yeah, just the fact that they made a movie about Morbius. That's my least favorite character. So let's do seven word synopsis. So I have a couple. My first one is (laughs) who asked for a fucking Morbius movie. That's my first one. Second one. 
Matt Smith killing in white New Balances. He was out there. He was sexy. Sexy boy. And my last one is, hope Jared Leto does another Marvel movie. Uh, hopefully he gets another shot. Some Marvel people get to do two things, just like DC characters, maybe. It'd be awesome. There's a character out there for him. You just got to find it. And hopefully a hero. I want him to be in multiple movies because he's a really, really good actor, you know? So I want more. Katie. Um, it's giving me serious Batman Begin vibes. Yup. The whole beginning with the bats, like that just was a lot. And then didn't deserve the hate. It was okay. And expectations were so low, was pleasantly surprised. Yep. Micah. We are the few against the many. Ooh. Yeah, that that's their their kind of blood brother bond theme that they had that they would keep saying. Um, oh, I have one more that I'm working on. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, Marvel version of a souped up Batman. Ooh. Like if Batman had superhuman powers, essentially and a financier. Yeah, and a financier. Uh, if he if he was in his own financier. Yeah. But that that's kind of how I feel Morbius is. Except for, you know, like in the comic books and like the I, I mostly know him because of this couple of episodes that he's in the nineties Spider Man, where he's just you know, like you said, he's a B-list villain. Like he's not even a main villain. He's just in there. this. He's he's there. He has a few like random. Like I was looking him up on the Marvel wiki and stuff just to get a little bit more familiar with the character. Because if if I see a movie and I'm you know we got to talk about it, I want to be a little bit more familiar with him. <laughs> but it was just like little stories that like were super far out there, and his team ups were with like Iron Fist and. <laughs> You know, just like random things. And then it's mostly him versus Spider-Man, you know, (laughs) it's kind of. And so it's like during Venom without Spider-Man or (laughs) Morbius without Spider-Man or Kraven with without Spider-Man. Like it, (laughs) I get that you're setting it up around him, but come on, you need (laughs) Spider-Man. Quit doing that. Okay. So mine were why slice always across the middle palm. Oh yeah. Everybody always slices down the center of their hand. And for some reason, everyone has the knife precision of the highest, most skilled surgeon to always miss every tendon, every nerve and every functioning part of their hand. Every time. Yep. Stupid. (laughs) And then my favorite quote that made me giggle, you won't like me when I'm hungry. And I straight up looked at Micah and I said, okay, Hulk. Yep. Hungry Hulk. And then movie's good. CGI's a mess though. And then my two alliteratives, Morbius medical Marvel makes monstrous medicinal madman. And then viable virus victim ventures volatile vampire vaccines. Nice. I made up one more off the top of my head. It's Mormon time is a terrible line. (laughs) And the people that take the word Mormon and just plug it in like it's Mad Libs into things. Oh, man, I'm morbed all over this room. Just morbed everywhere. It was Mormon time when I came home. Like, what does that mean? Are you talking about semen? He just changed semen <laughs> to Morbin. Is that what you're saying right now? Well, yeah, and it's because the movie is shit, according to everybody else. <laughs> well, and then the that's another. It's like a riff on a meme. Is people will post a review that says, "Oh, one out of ten. I didn't hear him say it's Morbin time once." Yeah, not enough Morbin for me. <laughs> so, minority kill count one. Martine? No, she came back to life, so she doesn't count. But uh, a couple of the guards on the boat that got wrecked. Oh, yeah, there was at least one. Uh, and the nurse that got killed. Yeah. was not white. Five? Sure. Let's say five, because I ain't going back and count. So, 
The new number is 290 in a Tito Turtle. In a house and don't don't make a swastika, Otis. House and a plane full of vampires. (laughs) Boy, howdy. I was about to do it again. (laughs) So this film released April 1st, 2022. (laughs) Jesus Christ. Uh, It premiered in Mexico City March 10th, 2022. It was supposed to come out a long time before that. So, what do you guys think the budget for Morbius was? Katie. Oh, what did I say? A uh, hundred dollar dues. Emma? Seventy dollar dues. Micah? One hundred and twenty dollar dues. Nice, 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 nice. The closest, what actually going over was Emma. The budget was seventy-five to eighty-three dollar dues. It was Damn. in that bubble of time because they did reshoots, so they had to come back in and add stuff that made no sense. So that costs money. So, what do you guys think the box office was, Katie? Fifty dollar dues. Emma. hundred and fifty dollar dues. Micah. Emma took my answer. So say 150 plus one. Um, yeah, I'm gonna get you and play strategy. Let's go. One dollar and one. <laughs> so it's funny. Everyone says, and it is, uh, it was a commercial failure, but it made 167 dollar dues. But going off of what it should have done, being has the moniker of a Marvel movie. That's an absolute failure. And yep. probably their the movie shouldn't make less than 300000 yeah. $300 million. And probably their commercials and all that stuff, it was probably more than $167 million, honestly. So it, it was absolutely terrible. So the funny part about this movie, and a lot of people knew this, that the negative reception toward this film, it generated an ironic meme that everyone said that it was great and i morbed all over the theater and i just couldn't stop morbing everywhere so sony saw this and thought that everybody was like shit they really liked it maybe they didn't go to theaters because of covid let's re-release it in 1000 theaters (laughs) and this was june 3rd 2022 the re-release also performed poorly and they made around $280 dinks, $280,000 over the weekend. And Sony was like, pull it, pull it back. We're out of here. So this movie, it's a mess. It's a mess. Uh, Jerry Leto gives no shits. He made his money and he's out uh, probably working on another album for 30 seconds to Mars or being weird in the desert with his cult. cult. Uh, he's doing mm-hmm. something. So he, doesn't care but uh, it's a it's a shame like i said this was a failure commercially financially for marvel and sony marvel's just like oh cool sony keeps failing with stuff they'll sell it and then we'll buy it and then we'll make it good (laughs) we'll make it palatable at least so does anyone have anything else to say about morbius it's not as bad as they make it out to be. Yeah. There are some things that are rough about it, but overall, just... It's good. Treat it like a comic book and you'll be fine. Yep. Absolutely. So, this is the end of the month. You know what that means. Let's see what movie we liked the most. So, our first movie of the month in the beginnings of this year was Blood Vessel. That was the one about the Nazi vampires. And then we watched Blood Red Sky. That's the one where the vampire on the airplane. And then we watched Valentine. It wasn't a vampire. And it wasn't great. But it was had Dave Boreanaz, and he was a vampire once. (laughs) Twice. He was in two, two shows. And then Morbius, where we morbed all over that review. So Katie... What movie in the month of February was your favorite? Fuck, I can't decide. For, okay, for plotline and 
pure entertainment, I have to go with Blood Vessel. But for scary vampireness, it's got to be Blood Red Sky. Yep. Micah. I'm going to say Blood Red Sky. Um, as much as I'm kind of over the, the blending of zombie and vampire and ravenous, I I still enjoyed it. I mean, stuck on a plane in a small space like that. Like, cool, man. I mean, it's a, it was a cool take on it. So it'd be cool to get some backstory on that. Like, you know, them, like, vampires just tearing cool. apart the countryside and, you know, in Norway or wherever, the, or Germany or wherever it started from. It would be kind of cool to see some like going back through the years of them just kind of existing out there and getting to this point but you know they also kind of set it up if they ever wanted to do a sequel because well she got out so <laughs> we shall see i mean kind of she got exploded she got exploded at the end yep but they could always say that she didn't get that exploded i'm mixing up the ending with that and blood vessel which one was Blood Vessel? The ship. The... Yes, Where I'm the mixing that. Out. Okay, yeah. yes, I'm mixing that and Blood Vessel up. Yeah. Mike is making right. a super vampire movie over here. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking started on a plane. Now we're here. <laughs> and for some we're reason. Started in the ocean. Now we're here. And in for some sky. reason, we're back in time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> to stop the Nazis. <laughs> I'd watch it. I sure would. I'd watch the shit out of the that. The only way to take out Hitler is to become a monster. Ooh. The only way to kill a monster trademark, 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 is trademark. to become a monster yourself. Trademark, trademark, Okay, trademark. Ursula. Uh, sign me up with that. It should be uh, fucking the werewolf at night. Werewolves yep. at night from Marvel. That's yeah. what I want. Go back in time. Yeah, give me that more. guy and that big green thing he was his friend man thing man thing yeah they could go back and fight hitler <laughs> i'd watch it Actually, let's go emma uh i agree with katie um entertainment wise i loved blood vessel that was a great movie mm -hmm. um i mean i still stand by the fact that the last 20 seconds of that movie could have just not been and i would have been very happy with it I agree. But um, no, for sheer uncomfortability and actually a bit, quite a bit unnerving was Blood Red Sky because, I mean, flying is already a tad bit unnerving. And then adding on terrorists who frame other normal people who also then become feralistic vampires like that's fucked up so that was a lot but no for for sheer entertainment blood vessel was awesome so i'm gonna go with blood red sky because i have never seen blending of a vampire movie genre like this we've seen tons of vampire movies just like zombie movies but i've never seen one where it felt like Die Hard with a vampire <laughs> on a fucking airplane. I thought it was awesome. It was really fucking cool. Just like Micah said, I'd love to see more in this world because there was one vampire in the woods. That means there's other vampires in the woods. That old guy was not the Dracula of that world. Oh, and his son. Yeah, there's a Dracula in this world. There's a beginning vampire. Yeah, the main one. I'd like to see where it goes and if they make a sequel hopefully our boy is looking for the original one to take out to make sure there are no more vampires in this yes. world yes yeah. i need cool. i need farid and uh what was the little kid's name elias i need like either like teenager or full adult elias and like older grown-up farid like wandering the european countryside looking for this other hunting this other vampire down Finish the job. I think that would be absolutely awesome. Trade my trade my trademark. <laughs> I'd watch the fuck out of it. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, it was fun. We picked some pretty different vampire movies. <laughs> absolutely. 
Uh, I thought it was pretty awesome. So with that, that is the end of this episode. So do you have any other cool fun facts about vampires? Or like, hey, why don't you watch? I don't know, The Lost Boys 2. Because it's not that good. You can tweet us at Allentownpod. We have an email at this. Allentownpresents at gmail.com. Wait, I'm on Facebook now. Allentown Presents. So the music list here right now, that is Flip and the Combined Effort. Flip and the CE anywhere you can find them. Studio Pizzas, thank you so much for the artwork. So this was episode 270 in the books, in the pocket, out of sight. So that's the end of Vampire Month. And now we are going to, I don't know, hop in our vampire airplanes and fly over to Spoof Horror Month. And boy howdy, we've been cultivating our list. And I'm very excited for the ones that we are picking. We still have a couple more ideas. <laughs> the set list for this season is pretty cool. We're, we're not just picking, we're, we're going to do scary movies. And then we're going to do scary movies with a dog in it. It's <laughs> going to be a little bit different themes we're doing. Uh, I'll just spoil it. There's one with senses that we're going to do. It's really fucking cool. There's a ton of movies that involve the senses. Specifically. Yeah. So it's really fun. So stick with us. We'll be back next week with a spoof horror movie. It's one that we avoided some ungodly reason, but we'll be back soon, guys. Okay, bye-bye. Bye. Toots. Mike, I fucking told you not to bring that morbid shit to bed. Oh, look, I swear. It's not. It's not. It's bleh, bleh, bleh. Why you got a morb everywhere like that? Your turn to clean it up. (laughs) (laughs) Ha 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 